Hey, 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 this is Therese Kelly, and this is another episode of the podcast. You know, I started by calling this the Fiercely Here podcast, but what I really know is there's another version beyond Fiercely Here. It's Fiercely Brilliant. What? Does that just make you tingle? It makes me tingle. Because beyond being here, I want you to be freaking brilliant in the world. And so I love having these conversations with you and I'm bringing on the coolest people to talk about the journey. Cause what I really want, I want to provide hope, inspiration, and a path, right? Cause on this path, it's not like, it's not like an escalator. It's like, Oh, sweet Jesus. Here we go. It's like that very often. And so sometimes it can get a little bit daunting and, or you can lose the hope or you can lose your direction or you can be easily influenced by other people that say, why don't you just get a good job with benefits? Like raise your hand if you've never heard that, right? And so today I'm super excited to introduce Anka Herman to you. Now Anka's got the coolest story and you listen, there's an accent. I love people with accents. So Anka, just welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Okay. So you have to tell them, I just find it cool. I, I've never moved anywhere. I'm like a freak of nature that was born in the city, stayed in wow. the city. And so I'm always fascinated. So where are you from? Where did you go? Where are you now? I think that's cool. Yeah. So I was born in Germany, actually, and to be precise, in East Germany. I always do mention that, even though the wall has fallen 30 years ago, but it has shaped quite a lot, yeah. you know, how my, <laughs> how my life went. And yeah, then basically... I ended up in West Germany, obviously, and from there to Australia, spent five years in Australia, from there to the UK, which was planned to be six months a year, ended up being five years. And then I went on a holiday to Spain and I fell in love with the place and I thought, (laughs) boy, I'd love to live here. Long story short, I moved to Spain 16 years ago and and I'm still here. That's so That's ballsy. That is, that's pretty fierce, my friend. That is really cool. (laughs) Okay. So here's what I want. Tell them what you do today. Cause I know you've had, you know, you had this kind of curvy journey. So how do you serve people today? And kind of what's your brilliance in that? I always say like, I've changed career more often than places. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So today I, I call myself passion business coach because Ooh. in my ideal world, everybody spends their time doing work they're passionate about mm. by doing something that really nourishes the soul that really impacts people rather than just going through the motions doing what you expected to do and you know be on that little hamster wheel autopilot and so I support people who want to get off a hamster wheel and start their own business and have something they're really passionate about and want to turn in, into a business and as you well know and you just said it, it's like, it's not a straight line, you know, and it, it's, it always, uh, there's a guy called Todd Henry. He wrote a book called, um, I've forgotten the name now, something about creativity. Uh, and basically he says, every creative process has a U shape, right? And oh. I certainly, you know, agree with that. And, so, and I always feel like it's, it's like walking into a canyon. And so when you first start out and there's all the enthusiasm and you've got this idea, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, and I'm, this is someone going to do that. And then I'm going to live like this. And, you know, and and you can see it all play out and sort of the destination is just, just across the Canyon and it doesn't really look very far and you can see clearly what you want it to be. And then you start walking and then you sort of head down into the Canyon and then, you know, it gets like the thick and the bushes and you sort of get scratched and, 
you lose your way and then you get to that point where you don't really see anymore mm. where the heck the destination is and whether you're really cut out for that. And so then there's basically two ways this can go. Either you let those doubts and those moments of discouragement get to you and stop moving forward and just like, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's just get a job I'll and give up. And I think there's a, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people will do that and there's nothing wrong with that. But the other option is to find your way out. And my mission is to help people, first of all, prepare them for what's ahead because most people sort of know. start walking and basically fall into that dip, right. all surprised because yeah. they don't expect. And there's so much misleading information out there in a sense yeah. of make six figures in six weeks, you know, just follow my proven success formula. <laughs> right. And so that sets these expectations that it right. is that straight line and it is short and then they kind of fall and then start questioning themselves. So it's first of all, preparing people for what's ahead and then also to help them out of the mm-hmm. thick at the bottom of the, of the Canyon. And mm-hmm. it really takes the three shapes. It's helping them find the path. And, you know, you call it strategy, whatever you want to call yeah, it, but, yeah. you know, find the path. And my background as a, as a programmer comes in there, like the tech skill to actually implement the strategy, not yeah. just collecting them. Right, right. And a big part of it is the inner work, because there will be moments when you doubt yourself and when you're not sure and, and when you procrastinate and basically help people sail through those storms so yeah. that they can actually get to the to the other end where the pieces fall together and the whole thing picks up momentum and, and starts flowing. That's, so that's what I do. That is juicy. Woof. So I'm going to spend a moment later on the, when you're in the Canyon part of it, because I think mm. that is so, Oh my God, that's where people break down. But I want to go back a few steps. You use the word passion. I use the word desire, kind of the same mm. thing, right? It's so easy when you're sitting there and you have the passion or you have the idea, the desire is going, do this. It's like calling you going, pick me. And you have that little voice in your head like, oh, that's stupid. Nobody will want that. Everybody, oh, yeah. everybody already knows that. Ugh. You know, and, it's, and because it's not sometimes analytical or logical or there's not the, the path, right? Like, oh, if I get that four-year degree, then I can get a degree in China. It's not like that. And so how do you, because I know people get stuck there. So how Mm. do you help people with that shift of like, hell to the, yeah, you're supposed to do it. Here's how you own it. Right. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. The first thing that jumps to mind that I see a lot with people, it's the idea of taking steps to actually bring that idea to life feels like they're on a tightrope with no safety net. Right. So it's like, and they're kind of like, Oh, what if I get it wrong? What if I make a mistake? You know, and it feels like something really horrible is bound to happen. So my intention is to help them see that, you know what, it's actually a chalk line on the ground. So there's, there's basically, nothing at stake, (laughs) right? What have you got to lose? I mean, what can, I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing that can happen is that, well, what you think can happen is that you have an idea and you try it out and it uh, doesn't work the way you yeah. thought. Right. Well, you know, well, so there's other ideas to focus on. And who, how do you know that that's worse than sometimes actually getting what you think you want might actually be worse. There we go. You know, and I actually think, and I personally think that, and I think that's where sort of the East German background okay. comes okay. in, is that sense that, you know, what's worse? 
not ever having tried. Looking back five years, 10 years, 20 years later, regret and thinking, I wonder what life would have been like if I had gone that other way. And I think that is really what's a lot worse than trying it and falling flat on your face. Well, you know what I, what I know, Anka, is that there still is in, again, we have different cultures. We have very different cultures, but the culture in the West is the puritanical work ethic, stick your head down. And I don't think a hundred years ago, the farmers in the fields were like, does this bring me joy? Cause I'm only chasing <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Yes, like, it, absolutely. Yeah. And so I'm sure your country has the same thing in some ways. And so, so it literally is in the collective that how, like, who are you that you want pleasure and passion and desire? Like what an asshole for wanting that. Right. And so it's not the norm. I think it's becoming more prevalent. You know, even the term passion projects or people have passion businesses. I'm all about follow your desire, source with desire. But you have to understand there's also an equal force out there that is just like, is that going to pay the bills? You know, and what kind of, absolutely. So, so just know that if you have that, you know, the work I do, you know, you know, I bring up my little pendulum. If there's any doubt in your head, like, God, is this okay? I could pendulum you, or you could just literally ask your body and say, mm. is this belief mine? Like this belief of, I can't, it's silly. Nobody that- will buy it. It'll never work. Just literally ask yourself, is this mine or somebody else's? And your body can say, holy shit, it's somebody else's. And then just go return to sender. Yeah. Because if that's you so true. Passion, if you have the desire, you're supposed to do it. That's the thing, right? Like, yeah. You wouldn't even have, like, there's a exactly. sense, like, okay, if, if, if you even feel drawn to it, you know, yeah. there is something about that. And it's funny, the whole illusion of security or job security. And I think that is something that, that is already at play. And I, and I think it's about to get a whole lot worse really quickly then you know because if you look at the way the job market is predicted and projected to go you know with more automation and artificial intelligence right a whole lot of professions that are going to disappear in the next couple of decades yeah and to be honest i actually started my own business because i wanted job security you know like literally i started when i first quit my job and moved to spain and and started the sewing business a big part of it was like you know what I'm 39 now. So I can still call, you know, like pick up a new IT project like this. Yeah. I just call a mate. I, I just like, you know, call some recruiter and I get yeah. a new project like instantly. Right. But how much longer? Right. right Do right. I really want to be there at 45, at 50 and send out programmers resume yeah. where the guy looking at it is like 25 <laughs> and my want here. And I also, you know, I, I've worked in corporate for long enough to know you're always just one reorganization, yes, restructuring yes. thing right. away from losing your job, you know. And if you if you're heading towards forty, fifty, or over, that's heavy. That's like it's not yeah. that you can just go and say, "Oh, just pick up another job." It's not that easy. Right. Often Absolutely. at that age, Absolutely. and and so I actually thought, you know, like now is still a good time now to change time. tack, to try it out, to, to just give it a go. And if it does go pear shaped, I can still go back. But I really looked at, so okay, now is the time to build up my own business. Okay, so I so. never have to. I don't even have a resume anymore. You know. Here, yeah. <laughs> I've been self-employed mm. for like 35 yeah. years. I hear you. Yeah. So, so you had a sewing business, sewing flamenco costumes. How freaking cool is that, right? And now <laughs> you coach business owners. 
Yeah. So talk about the concept of, cause it takes a certain, like, you know, to be fierce, like I am here. That's what you're kind of like, that's what we're working on. How did you step into the brilliance of like, I can help other people do this? Like, and maybe what is your brilliance? Because we talked about, like you talked about the metaphor, like I, I felt it, but how, I know I'm asking you so many questions here, but <laughs> yeah. how did you step into it? How did you say yes to it? And was there ever the time you were like, oh shit, it's not going to work? No. That is really funny. Like, I, I think I'm weird like that. I kind of, I, I, and even with the sewing business, yeah. like, which was so ridiculous that there was literally no pressure on it. And I sometimes think that was actually what made it work because I had nothing on it. It was just so out there, you know, to say, well, just ditch an IT job, move to a different country, start a it's sewing insane. business. You have no yeah. idea. You know, it's like, it's just <laughs> totally ridiculous, really. And so there was, but at the same time, there was no pressure to succeed because if that hadn't worked, well, yeah, you know, it was fair you enough. Were, you, you know, were like there was anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there was really sort of no pressure to succeed. So, but I don't know, like somewhere, and you understand like that, there was sort of a gut feel. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to yes. pull yes. this off somehow. Yeah. I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. And I certainly found myself like deeper in the dip of the canyon than I ever expected. But somehow I knew I was going to figure that out. Like I had exactly that same sensation when I decided that I wanted to support other people to build their business. I kind of knew, yeah, I was, I was going to, yeah, I don't know, whatever it takes, I was going to pull that off. Here's what because I, I don't know, there was always the idea of, you know, when, when I was at uni studying languages, we had this one professor who had this idea of, she wasn't into encouraging, she was into yeah. kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, she had a whip. She'd come and she said, well, actually, you know, the first class, she says, well, okay, 70% of you will never finish this course. And 99% oh. of you will never get a job as a translator. Oh my God. And all I could hear was like, okay, so 1%, no one. Can, I'm in. 1% made it. So it is possible. Off we go. Oh <laughs> you know? So and I can't explain where that comes from. I really don't know, but it's just something that I've always had in my, in my okay. gut. It's like, hold, hold on, hold on. Because I, I want to unpack success strategies, right? Mm. And so one of your success strategies is you never quit. That's true. Right? And you trust the gut. And instead of looking at the evidence, like, but 70, you know, because you could have looked at all that, you were like, oh, I'm going to look at the possibility. Yes, absolutely. Very cool. I think, you know, so years, you know, probably 10 years ago, I went bankrupt. And there was this moment, and talk about going in the canyon. So I was going to have to lose it. You know, I was like, okay. And, And I got to the point of like, well, I should be willing to get a job. I should be because I should be willing to waitress because that's what I could do. You know, I'm not employable in any mm-hmm. other form. And so I'm hiking and I'm okay. I've got it. I've just lost my car. I'm going to be losing my house. I'm fall bankruptcy and I get okay with God. I'm like, all right, I'm willing. I'll do it ever. If I got a waitress and I had just reached out to somebody like, let's talk to so-and-so, see if I get a waitress job and I'm hiking and I twist my ankle and I'm laying on my back going, God, <laughs> I am screaming and yelling. And on one hand, I was willing, but I literally was on my back, you know, going, really? This isn't going to work either. Like, like you can't, <laughs> you can't apply to a waitress job when you're on freaking crutches with a sprained ankle. And because overriding, I had the knowing that this was my path. Now I was willing. I had, I thought I have to get willing, have to be willing, but it was like, no, your path is your path. And so yeah. talk about sometimes when you're at the bottom or the zigs and the zags and it feels like, oh God, nothing's going to work. How do you stay true to 
no, this is my path. Cause you seem to just do it naturally and logically. So break it apart a bit. How do you, how do you, maybe there were times where it was hard. How do you not give up? How do you keep going? Well, some like, what, like what alternatives can you see? Okay. Right. Because, you know, I remember like plenty of moments, you know, with the sewing business where I thought, you know what, you know, and actually looked for jobs. Okay. And I was like, oh God. But then I saw like the programmers jobs, IT jobs. And I'm like, oh, just, just reading the job ad <laughs> makes me cringe. And I was like, I would never work for that person. It's like, oh, go, let's, let's, yeah. let's right. make another skirt. Right. right? <laughs> so, and I really can't tell you what would have happened yeah. if somebody had offered me mm-hmm. a great job at the time really can't tell you you know I might have taken a breather until it would yeah. have nagged at me again you know I can't imagine that I would have just gone back to corporate life you know yeah. um, but I probably would have taken a breather at some point if it hadn't just been like a right in the middle of economic crisis <laughs> in Spain so where nobody literally had a job but there's also that sense when like I think nobody is free from doubts mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. and to think that a doubt is nothing more than a thought that I'm not obliged to listen to Ooh. right that's a good and, one. And, and so I can have moments of doubt mm-hmm. and oh what am I doing here you know will this ever work or how long will this take or whatever but then if you see that it's just a thought, then I can feel like that and I can feel discouraged and I can feel whatever I want and I can still take, like it doesn't mean that I can't move. I love that. So what you do is you compartmentalize it. And what I say is you put it outside of yourself, like, oh, there's that doubt thought. Oh, okay, I'm having a doubt yeah, thought. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm having a doubt thought. Yeah. But well, I'm going to do a video. Because most people are like, oh my God, I doubt. That means something. And then they yes. change course, right? So what That's I hear exactly that, yeah. The overarching, um, the overarching thing in both of our stories is both of us in times of like, ah, we're like, should we get a job? Oh shit, right? But for me and you, and I don't know that you're saying this, but I'm saying it for you, is you had a commitment to follow your passion. Mm-hmm. You had a commitment, and, and it's kind of like being in a relationship or a marriage. Sometimes you might yes. you'd be like, oh, you are such an asshole. I'm so sick of you. <laughs> yes. But you're like, but I'm committed to you, so I'll just sit down and we'll. You know what I mean? The commitment. Yes keeps you in, in hard times. And so, so I think that has to be in place. Like if you are on path to follow your passion or to find your brilliance, the most important thing is like, as I said, put a ring on it, like "Eh, put a ring on it. Because if you do not commit, then you're always looking for, oh, it's hard. Oh, it's, oh, I won't do it. I can't do it. As opposed to once you 100% commit, A, then you'll be given all the resources and the tools you'll need and gel export, all kinds of cool stuff happens. And the doubt thoughts are just, ah, yeah, well, whatever. It's just a doubt thought because I'm on my path, right? Absolutely. And I must say, there's, there is something that keeps me on track as well. And it sort of like, I, when I was little, I grew up with my grandparents, right? First three years. And so my grandma was like, was basically what's the mother for other people. Like, you know, that close connection I always had to her with her. And I saw her basically, and, and it sounds cruel, but you, you'd have to know my grandpa to okay. sort of really, he was like, uh, if you watch a, a second world war movie and there is some German who was like, really like yeah, you know, that yeah. rigid that German, that, that was my grandpa, right? <laughs> Emotional intelligence towards zero. Yeah. And um, so and my grandma was this sparkly soul full of life, but then like he wouldn't kind of, you know, but she had always like, she'd 
the whole her whole life was always like, oh, I'd love to, but I can't because I'm an orphan. I can't because of the war. I can't because grandpa won't let me. So there was the whole life. And as long as I can remember when I was little, there was, she had this theory. She says, oh, she'd read somewhere that women statistically outlive their husbands yeah, by right. seven years, right? right? And she was seven years younger than my grandpa. So her whole calculation was... <laughs> I'm going to have 14 years where I can do all the things that I've been wanting to do. Right? But she had to wait till somebody died. That's her strategy. Yes. That was her strategy. And the thing was she passed away first. Right. Oh. So she never, and, and that really, that so print on you yeah. hit me in that sense that, and, and she was full of like, you know, if somebody doesn't have aspirations or doesn't have things they want to do and they are content with going through the thing, you know, like the farmer yeah. doing their thing, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But when there is something calling you and when you have those things that you'd love to do, and then, well, you know, and I thought, I don't want to get to the end of my life looking back yeah. at all the things that I would have right. loved to do. So I always feel if I'm scared of something, it's that. You know, so I rather That's a driver for you, right? That motive. yes, absolutely. You know, and so in case of doubt, try it out. <laughs> so, so Beautiful. it's like that's always the because for me the worst case scenario is to and that's the thing. It's like you never know. You know, absolutely. I come to, to the end of my life. Who knows when that will be? But I said I want to be able to turn back any moment, like mm-hmm. literally any moment, nice. thinking I've used the time I've had to yeah. the fullest. You know, there's always more stuff that you might want to do, but I don't have to look back thinking, oh God, I've wasted all these years. And that for me is like so strong. So that's why my concept of living in and working in your brilliance is imperative. It's not like, oh, that's a nice little new agey topic. We, could, You know what I mean? It's like, why in the world would you want to reflect over, like, I mean, your grandmother, oh my God, I wait my whole life. And then maybe yeah. if, Maybe you'll have this little time. Oh, that's heartbreaking. So listeners, yeah. if you are listening or watching, like, are you doing that? When I hear Anka's story and, and kind of our conversation today, it is follow the passion, follow the desire, follow the, I don't want to have regrets. So something is either going to push you like, oh, I don't want to have that anymore. Or something's going to pull you, right? I don't want to live a full life. And then you make a commitment to it. You make an absolute commitment to it. So when you're in the canyon, having doubts, having fears, you don't give up. And what we didn't talk about, this is the most important piece, having support. Absolutely. Because yeah. it's really easy when you're down there and your head's going crazy. Like, like when I was on my back, basically on the hiking trail going, what the fuck? I had to call a girlfriend going, could you get me some crutches? I can't, I can't, I need crutches. You know what I mean? Like yeah. literally the metaphor of I can't walk right now. I need to be helped up to this next level. And how many yeah. times have we had people in our lives going, so either two things, I will help you here or even more the important thing, I can see your brilliance and I'll hold yes. it for you till you can. Yeah. Right. So talk about that. Cause I think that's a really important piece of the support piece. Absolutely. And uh, you know how they say, like, you can't read the label when you're sitting inside the jar. You know? <laughs> I've never heard that. Is that a German thing? I don't know that one. No, I can't remember. It's not my invention, but it's, it's funny good. and I never forgot okay. it. Yeah. And, but I think it's true. Like when you have those moments, somebody else can see, no, oh, you're fine. <laughs> no, like you're fine. You yeah. just have your, your head stuck 
in the sand and you just can't see clearly right now you know so i think it's vitally important and i think it makes a lot of sense and that's something that i took a long time to learn really was to actually get professional support in the sense of you know be it a mastermind get a coach connect with other people on the same path because i think friends and family might sometimes they're quite bluntly unsupportive absolutely you know for yeah. that and i quite a lot i mean i hear it a lot it's like oh but you know my family says and and it's usually a reflection of their own fears exactly you know and 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 there's a lot but it's usually anything they say has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. it's about their own idea of what life should look like and even if they are on paper supportive their advice isn't always, you know, they're not on that path. They have no idea what you go through. So to actually get somebody to help you out who's on the same path or who's been where you want to go, mm-hmm. I think that really makes the huge difference. Oh, absolutely. And somebody, I always say when you get support, somebody whose values are really similar to yours. That's so absolutely right. Like that's, because if you're looking for support emotionally or energetically and you get somebody that's like, this is follow my formula, it's not going to work. <laughs> no, that's uh, true. So before we're wrapping up, a couple more minutes. Anything else about like how to just step in? Like, is there any, you know, how do you, how to just own it, just step in, be it, be your, your brilliant self. Do you have anything else? Yeah, one thing that keeps kind of nagging okay. at the back of my mind or that I'd love to mention it's about giving yourself permission to bring in all of you oh. right? because it's well, especially with having changed careers several times, yeah. you know, I've gone through the motions and for a long time I had the sensation like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I ever find mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, focus on one thing? Why do I have to jump from one to the other until I realized, well, actually I wasn't. At the heart of it, I was always doing one thing. I was bringing ideas to life. Ooh, I was creating. Oh, I got and it, took, it just took different Different shapes. iterations of that, yeah. Yeah, it just wow. took, sometimes it's a dress, sometimes it's software. Now it's helping other people build their business. So it's always that creative process that it all comes I back to for me, right? But to come back to that question about stepping into the brilliance, I started to sense like, or have that sensation of rootedness of like, Mm. yeah, Mm -hmm. that's it. Mm -hmm. The moment I gave myself permission to bring everything to the table, right? Because when I was working in programming, it was all, you know, it was creative to a certain extent, but very structured, very analytical. And I love that. I got a very strong analytical mind, right? So then I thought, well, but it's kind of like, you know, there's this whole creative side of me that doesn't get fed at all. So I really went 180 (laughs) degrees in the other direction. All of a sudden it was full creativity. And sometimes I remember, especially in the later years, there was the sense of like, you know, there's just so much more of me that doesn't get expressed Uh here. Yeah. And now where I'm thinking, oh, wow, this feels so, there is space for the creativity, there's space for the intuition, there's space for the analytical mind. And even when I kind of consciously decided, you know what? Yes, I'm a coach, but I'm also a geek. So I will throw the tech support support into the ring, right? So 
if you have a question about API keys, I'm your girl, right? So, and to actually let loose with that instead of like, oh no, I've got to be a coach, so I can't be technical. Mm -hmm. And if you allow you, give yourself permission not to choose. This is so good. You know, I'm just going to say, let's say, because part of me is a little sassy girl, so I'm going to say, fuck the rules, right? Because we say basically, no, a coach should stay here and you should outsource that and they're going to be confused. Well, that's bullshit. And so I love it. And Uncle, you can feel it. You can feel it. Mm. Like, like guys, if you're listening to this and watching it, you feel the resonance when she talked about bringing it on. Like, can, you literally can see it in your body and I can feel the energy of that. That's what you want. And there yeah. is a way. There is a way. If you work with a great coach like Uncle or me, we can show you how to bring the parts together. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, you're making websites for people and you're, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be 50-50. Sometimes you just sprinkle in things. Sometimes you just have expertise and understanding. Sometimes you leave. And sometimes it's just intangibles, right? For me, mm. it was bringing in my healing gifts yes. and my spirituality and, and the, like, the ninja magic that I do. That was really mm. scary, right? Because I was selling marketing. <laughs> so, so sometimes it's tangible things. Sometimes it's more of your being. Sometimes it's more of your personality. Like Absolutely. I've actually had people hire me and said, I hired you because you swear and it made me trust you. I love it. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> Absolutely. People, yeah, then I've had other people say, I can't be with you because you swear. And I'm like, bye bye. You're not my people, right? So, so your people, yeah. if you pull all the parts of yourself together, your ideal soul clients are going to be like, ah. Oh. Yes. Right. And I think the moment you, and I kind of sense, like I could really feel it when you were saying, when you allowed the moment you give yourself that permission to, you know, I've got that healing side. I've got that spiritual side. And when you allow it in, it's like, yeah, it all sort of comes together and it all makes sense. And the moment it makes sense for you, it really sits there's this root. Yeah. You've got the tree behind you. You know that that, that there is this. You can sense the roots. <laughs> you know, then then the rest is strong. Yeah. What a fabulous episode! My gosh. So love. I'm sure people are going to be jumping off their devices, going, "How the hell do I find this woman? I need more Vanka." <laughs> so where do you find you? You can actually Google me. Like my name is Anka Herman. H e double r m a double n. So you can just Google my website, Anka Herman. Dot com that's a n k e h e r m a n dot com you can tell i've spelled this a million times living in spain <laughs> and, and um so yeah everything else is there i'm active on linkedin i'm on facebook and uh, so i'm pretty easy to find and you, you can go to passionbusinesspodcast.com as well yeah. so that yeah. takes you to podcast and, and the way i met anka is i was a guest on her podcast yeah so we had this like spark of like oh you're cool i gotta hang oh, out with yes. you girl <laughs> so that's really fabulous so this has been this has been fabulous i particularly love like bring all your parts together like that that just like lit me up at the end and so yeah. i really hope our listeners get some good stuff today and here's what i would love in the in the notes below put down what you're going to take away and leave us some comments leave us some love on itunes or wherever you're seeing this and so peace and blessings thank you for showing them thanks anka for bringing bringing you fabulous thanks so much for having me okay thank bye you.